Thanks for joining us on the War on Marriage podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Robin. And we believe marriage needs to be fought for. Christ says in Matthew 19, 6, What God has joined together, let no man separate. Yet we constantly see and hear otherwise. Join us as we have honest discussions on in-laws, money, fights, and of course, sex. Together, we will learn from Christ and others about how to fortify our marriages. Welcome back to the War on Marriage podcast. This, we have been going through a series of our story about our struggle with lust and sex before marriage, uh, how that has impacted our marriage, what we should have done, how we should have been ruthless. And now we're going into grace because it's one thing to just say is like, yeah, we messed up and this is like what it did terrible for us. But that's not really encouraging to someone who's currently struggling. Mm. But we want you to know that there is peace and re- redemption and grace at the end of this because that's what we ran into, which yeah. was God. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was going to say that it was not because of our own, you know, redemption and our own grace, but it was yeah. through the grace that Christ gave us. Yeah. And we didn't end up feeling good about having sex before we got married simply because we got married. And I was like, oh, well, at least it was just with each other and we didn't have sex with other people. It's not that the fact that getting married fixed things. No, it's because there was a change in our heart and we grew closer with God. That's what saved us. Right. And that's what created a stronger foundation for our marriage is the Mm -hmm. fact that God was, that we were able to accept God's grace, not the fact that he gave it to us because it's always there for us. Right. But the fact that we were willing to accept it. Yeah. And do we still struggle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, um, you know, we always come back to the redemptive grace of Jesus. So getting into it a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a few passages here. The first of which is Luke 7, uh, 36 through 50. Um and one thing that I want us to pay attention as we read all these verses throughout the length of this podcast is to pay attention about how it's first acknowledged, the sin. Mm. It is first brought to light. And that's what we're trying to do with this is we're trying to bring our sin to light to once again to further um, accept grace for our own self. Right. So Luke seven thirty six through 50. It's a long one, so yep. buckle in. Buckle in. <laughs> you better be buckled in if you're listening to this driving a car. So, When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet, her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. 
Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had a bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. That's, uh, that one hits. That one, that one hits hard. Um, and I think for me, um, you know, what it's one of the Pharisee talks about. I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. That's yeah. that's what he answers. So like he knows this this teacher, this Pharisee, teacher of the law, knows this stuff, yet he doesn't act it out. And and that's not what we're getting at. I, I think what this passage is showing is what the passage we talked about. Uh, not necessarily the main passage, but Romans 5, 18 through 21, talked about in the last part, right? Like this woman had a, a bigger debt to pay. Therefore, she received more grace. Yeah. Not not to say she, like that you and I, maybe because we it's don't. It's not that she did the sin to receive more grace. Right, right. It's just the fact that there, there's more than enough grace to extend yeah. to her. And this woman, I think we can refer was like some sort of prostitute. Or something along those lines. Um, I believe. I believe. But. So. Yeah. And, and like. This. This kind of gets into the idea of. Um, like just because you. You do something. You live a life of sin. Um, and you believe personally that maybe you're not good enough does not mean that Christ will not accept you for who you are. I think it also goes to show that it's not just based on how you live your life that decides, um, that is the standing of, it's not based on how you live your life. It's based on your heart because the Pharisees could be said that they lived the, um, quote unquote, most christian lifestyle because they they abided by the laws well the most lawful life. yes the most lawful life this woman did not but she loves jesus it was her heart and he even said your faith has saved you not your acts and the pharisees it was mainly off of their acts Mm -hmm. and with this it's your heart so what it's also saying is your acts of sin do not decide where you go it's your heart it's what you do after that fact it's what right. you do after you do if it's what you do after a good act or a bad act. It's your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think this next one then kind of gets into like the idea that you know 
we kind of, um, like in the last part, we had said, well, we already had sex, so we might as well keep doing it. And and we kind of, I think we both at some point or another went back to the Lord and said, just like, help, forgive me or, or help me in this situation. I know there's many other sins in our life where we've sought, where like the, these these continual things where we said like we need help, yet we keep falling into them. So this next part gets into like the... Um, how Jesus forgives you and how many times you can be forgiven and, and how he knows people. Like he knows oh, humans. Yeah. He knows us. He knows that we are sinful and tempted and uh, habitual, arguably, creatures. So the next uh, verse is Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. And it's like, oh my gosh. Mm. And he's talking about us. He's talking about like, I will forgive you every time when you turn back to me. Because God gives us grace for a growing process. We know that just because we stumble and we repent, he knows that's not going to be the only time. But it's the heart, it's the desire, it's the willingness to accept that you did something wrong. And I think that gets into um, what you had just said, a great word, repent, true repentance. Yeah. And um, It's not enough just to feel sorry. Yeah, it's not enough just to feel sorry. Like, and it's, it's such a, it's such a <laughs> foreign concept. Again, going, like for people who don't understand the idea of repentance, it's like, why should I say sorry for, and truly from my heart say sorry, like uh, for committing this sin? Well, repentance literally means to turn, turn away, away from. Turn away. 180 degree turn and just walk away from. And now it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then if you stumble, it's like, well, I already tried it and it didn't work. Yeah. And that just becomes so discouraging because I remember a lot of times it's like, we keep trying and it's just not working. Like, yep. why do I keep trying? Like, is it, it's just not worth it anymore because yep. I know I'm just going to fail. It's like, well, God knows you're going to fail too. The yep. second you were born, he knew that you were going <laughs> to fail, but he still loves you. So yep. that's why it's worth trying. So that idea of repentance then leads us to a great story in Luke, Luke 15, 11 through 32. Again, buckle in, bear with us, you know, this, this whole passage by jesus it's it's a it's a um it's one that is um what should i say well known typical in terms of um scripture and in terms of um you know sermons about it so it's the parable of the lost son or the parable of the prodigal son and it reads uh luke 15 verse 11 says jesus continued There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who had sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one 
gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. And I think we'll leave it there. Because that that kind of gets into what specifically we want to talk about. And there's a couple points that, you know, make the story maybe a little better. um, in, In terms of like understanding how like loving this younger son's father was. And one of them was while he was still a long way off. And it was explained to me that that father had to have been looking every day for a son. Waiting for him. Waiting, waiting for him and looking. Um, And then the next part is in that same verse. He ran to his son. Yeah. Threw his arms around him. And historically... Um, Jewish men had long robes and it was against the law to lift those robes and show your ankles or legs. Um, yeah. But so, if you're running, you got to yeah. hike that up. Yeah, so he, Someone from a woman who wears dresses, you got to hike that <laughs> skirt up and you got to run. So he did that against the law. And it was also, um, uh, you would look foolish. Yeah, you look foolish. So like all these things coming together and it's indicative of, like Christ goes on to say, um, let's see. Um, basically, what he's talking about here is like the redemptive love of Christ and how repentance is so important yeah. in this example, right? The because son. God wants to... He wants to forgive you. He wants to show you grace. He wants to love on you. But if you're not there and you don't want it and you run away like the prodigal son, how can he extend it to you? Yeah. And it shows the fact that like the first step he had to do was turn away from what he was doing. He had to admit that what he was doing was wrong and stop. Yep. But it's not the idea of, well, he had to stop and then he had to go all the way back home. It's like he turned around and then his father ran to him. You don't have to do it all on your own. Like God's going to run to you. He's going to accept you. And, but the first step to receiving grace, the first step to receiving redemption, grace, freedom is to admit it. And that's what we're doing with this. Cause we've admitted it to ourselves. We, we've admitted it to God, but it feels, um, we definitely feel compelled with the fact of mm. we're doing this podcast, talking about marriages, talking about Christ-centered love. shouldn't have love. sex before marriage. Yeah, I mean, how it impacts things. And we've never once said, oh, well, we've waited till you should wait. Yep. We've never once said that. Yep. But we definitely feel compelled in the fact of like, we need to say it because this is what the Bible tells us. We need to admit our sins. We need to admit of what we did wrong. 
so that way we can prepare our hearts to receive grace right it's not just the idea of well i just need to say this so that way god like gives me grace it's (laughs) not a um one for one type of deal no it's it's a way to prepare your heart to receive grace because without that your heart isn't prepared and i love the um what you had the quote that you had said from your men's event this Mm -hmm. past weekend's Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember it no i don't remember <laughs> you're only as strong as your oh yeah you're you're only as strong as your secrets yeah so like if you keep holding this stuff in like we've been holding this in for you know the first part of this episode i think was episode 16 and i mean we're sort of creeping in on a year and like it that we had this was one of the first episodes we wanted to do yeah yeah we've been this, yeah we're this far in whether it was guilt or shame we scared or, shame we didn't want to feel like hypocrites um also felt um unprepared and un- just not equipped to have this conversation or to give advice on it because mm. we stumbled and we didn't get it right until after the fact yeah. so we didn't feel equipped to say it but god's not calling us to be perfect yeah so I think that leads us to our final verse, which, you know, the the more I'm reading through it in front of me, the more I'm like, dang. And dang. that is Romans chapter eight, verse chapter eight, verse one through two. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set set me free. And it's it is freeing you might feel like well it's vulnerable and now people know the real me it's like well it's so much freeing to be you Mm. rather than trying to put up a face or an act like it's just you can let your guard down you don't have to be anything that you're not and that is that is freedom yeah so after four parts yes we have discussed what we did, how we struggled, not in super detail because... You don't need to know that. Yeah, it is still... Reach a, out to us if you really want to know. <laughs> Personally. But it is... Um, it's just an, an admit, an admitting that we were not able to abstain until we got married. Yeah. That impacted our marriage and... Negatively. Yes. Negatively impact our marriage, negatively impact while we were dating. And I would go back and change it. And and like, that's hard to say because I don't regret, really regret anything, but that is something that it's left a mark. Yeah. And and you don't think it does until you think about it Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) some more. And it really does. And it's not like it's always lingering, but it does. The enemy uses it. Yep. The enemy can use those things. And we talked about um, our echo chamber of ways that we validated why mm-hmm. we thought it was okay and then uh, episode two we or part two of this series we talked about the scripture that combats some of that echo chamber about yeah. well we love each other so what's why can't we do it and much dreaming in many words are meaningless mm-hmm. yeah. quoted Signif- from the bible right significance of a vow and and why um you know and what a covenant is. Yeah. Basically. And then talking about what we should have done in part three about how we should have been ruthless and yeah. why we should have been ruthless and what that can look like. And mm-hmm. ruthlessness looks different 
for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's not just an easy equation of do this, this, and this, and then you're golden. It's a self-evaluation that you need to take, that you need to decide, like, how do I become ruthless? How do I fall on God and rely on him? Right. So then in our final part here, we talked about grace, redemption, and even repentance. Mm -hmm. And, And I think this, you know, is more for those who have fallen into this sin. Um, but, you know, I want this, we both want this whole series, these four parts to be encouraging for those mm-hmm. who are going through what we were going through before in terms of like the temptation to sin. Yeah. Um, we want to say to you, wait, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's something hard to do. But it's meant to be hard. It's meant to be hard. and Because it forces you to rely on God. It's it's one of those things where, you know, it's one of those sins you want to not fall into. Because mm-hmm. things will, you won't regret um, abstaining. Because I definitely had the viewpoint of, why do I have to be a Christian? Everyone else is able to have sex, but I can't. Like, yeah. why... Why do I have to do this? No one else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So why do I have to listen to this? Yeah. And that's super hard. But the first step, remember that first step is just admitting it, being vulnerable and just allowing God to work in your heart because repentance, is it's preparing your heart to receive grace. And I would encourage you that if you are struggling with any form of lust or temptation, go to someone that you can trust. Yeah. And of even, the same sex, I would recommend. Yeah, reach out to us. I yeah, mean, if, if you, you're a girl, reach out to Robin. If you're a guy, reach out to me. Like, we want to talk about this stuff with you. We want to help you because we don't, we don't want more sin in this world. No, right? We don't. We don't want you to fall into the lies that we fell into exactly. and now have, uh, because the I don't remember the the exact verse, but it's the idea of do not go to sleep angry. Do not give the enemy a foothold. Yeah. Because basically what it means is like a foothold um, referring to like climbing. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can literally wedge your foot into. It's a good grounding to push you up more. Don't give the enemy a place to push up and rear his ugly head into your life even more than we already allow him to. And unfortunately, we gave him a foothold and we fall on God every time that he tries to use it. Mm -hmm. But we don't want you to have a foothold so reach out to someone that you trust, mm-hmm. reach out to someone that you have as a mentor or plug into a church, your small group or your pastor, or if you don't feel comfortable talking to anyone, you're afraid that they're going to judge you and you want some stranger to admit it to, you can contact us if you think that we're <laughs> strangers or something like that. Yeah. Um, message us on our Instagram. You can specifically say Nick or Robin and we will know that this uh, you want to talk to the girl or the guy right um and you don't it's not that you're gonna come talk to us and we're gonna come preach to you it's just like okay this is step one i'm proud of you i'm happy for you yeah and our instagram is at war on marriage podcast one word yeah so and we're excited for you we want you to um not do what we did wrong yeah exactly so reach out to us don't reach out to us yeah. And I will say that this has <laughs> the whole time recording these like four episodes, I've literally been sweating because I'm just, <laughs> there's so much stress that lingers with this and so much, um, 
guilt and shame and yep. it's hard and it's scary and I've literally had to stop and go put deodorant on because I've just been <laughs> sweating during this time frame. But now sitting here at the end, I feel calm hmm. and I feel at peace because it's off my chest and it's not something that I need to hide. Yeah. Not that I ever really did hide it before, but by simply not bringing it up, All right. I was hiding it. Right. So, um, from someone who's on the other end of taking that first step, it is freeing. It's scary before you do it. It's scary while you do it. But afterwards, I guarantee you, you'll find peace. Awesome. Well, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe, (laughs) like, comment, follow, leave a review. Um, and we just want to say thank you from the bottoms of our heart. We, we set out to do this podcast creeping up on about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, faster than we think. And we had said, if we can help one person, and there have been a few of y'all who've reached out to us, and that is so encouraging. And yeah. and it's it's one of those things where, you know, we want to not be preachers, not anything like that. We just want to have these conversations because we are sinners too. Like Paul says, I'm the greatest sinner of all. (laughs) Maybe not verbatim, but like, (laughs) like we are in this journey with you. Yeah. The purpose of this podcast is one to strengthen our marriage because it's something that you always need to work on. You can't just set it and forget. And then we just pray and hope that while we're trying to improve our marriage and find things that we struggled with and work on and improve mm-hmm. that someone's able to learn from us. Yeah. So if you um, are one of those people who think that this is helpful, feel free to share it with someone else that you know who yeah. needs this. Maybe this series, you know, someone, uh, maybe you're doing all right, but you know, you have a friend who needs to hear this stuff. Um, share with them. Yeah. Um, Tell them to reach out to us. You can reach out to us and let us know you um, reached out to a friend or a family member or whatever. Um, You know, we want to help. Yeah. And if there's something that you think that we touched on but want a little bit more information on, let us know that too. Because there's always always deep dives. Everything has a deep dive. So let us know if there's something that you want to go into deep dive or if there's something that you feel like we missed. An aspect or or a part. Maybe we got wrong. Maybe yeah, even let, we, we want all types of feedback. Right, for sure. We want to be humble in that sense, to be accepting of all types. Yes, so. Well, Robin, four-part series. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you. Won't see you. We will hear you. Probably won't hear you. We will talk to you. <laughs> in this next episode we love you guys so much we pray you have a great week great rest of your year and uh we'll catch you next time go out be bold and authentic boom mic drop